some Betsy Beers again. Um, I'm the executive producer of Scandal, and this is Scandal Revealed, which is our official podcast of the television show Scandal, which airs Thursday nights on ABC at 10 o'clock. You can remember that. I don't know. You might want to, like, tattoo that someplace <laughs> so you don't actually forget it, because I know I did. <laughs> um, I couldn't convince Shonda to, because there are a lot of, you know, we have a lot of show tattoos we would have to probably service, but I particularly think this one's an awesome one. So... At any rate, we are here today um, in the most exciting manner because one of my favorite people in the world, honestly, is joining us. And she might be one of your favorite people in the world, too, but you would know her in the scandalicious world of scandalosity as, um, that's my new expression, it's scandalosity, it's scandorific is also another Scandal's one. Scandal's the best word. It's the best word. A million other, um, other That words. is the voice of the lovely mm-hmm. um, Katie Lowe's, who plays the mysterious and just scandal-revealed Quinn Perkins. Ooh. Ooh. Hi, everybody. This is Katie Lowe's. I'm very happy to be here with also one of my favorite people in the world, there Betsy Beers, and, and um, Quinn Perkins. Quinn Perkins. Yes. And I'm just going to tell you that um, Katie's wearing a very perky uh, pink and white striped top today, which is... You know, it's showing off her semi-tan, yes. which is kind of nice. Thank you. I'm trying to rock it still being a li- September. I've still got some of the summer left over. You, you're doing very well with that. And here in Los Angeles, it's only 3 billion degrees. 3 billion degrees so in here. I don't know when well. fall is ever going to hit. No, but. and I know we can't complain because I know most of the country, actually, it's been 3 billion degrees even longer than it has here. Sure. But we're, we're <laughs> trying to be as perky as we can, hence Katie's very perky top. Yes. Pick. But enough about Katie's top. <laughs> Which you guys can't see, but I can describe in more detail later. Pink and the white stripes. Slow. It's Love nice. me some stripes. So, and you look sort of awesome in the stripes, Thank I think, you. actually. Very well accessorized, too, I'm going to say. Um, but we're here, actually, to talk about the most amazing reveal, at least for me. Oh, my gosh. All summer long, all uh, people did was come up to my ass and say, Who well, is Quinn Perkins? Perkins. Like, okay. all summer long, my entire family, I'm getting bribes from my grandmother. And it's like, you need... <laughs> yeah. ha- how can your lovely old 80-year-old grandmother ask you a question and you can't give her the answer? Because not only did I not know, right. which um, for all of you out there, I don't know um, how much you know, but one of the funnest parts about this job and working in Shondaland is that Shonda Rhimes and Betsy are very secretive about upcoming plot lines and what's coming down the pipe for the characters. And I have to be incredibly thankful for that because I'm... You know, like I could be at a bar having a drink and totally blabber away. Like I'm a blabber mouth. And you know what's great? I didn't even know. I didn't know who Quinn Perkins was until we all got the script maybe mid-July. And that was a week before we shot it. But since then, everyone in my family needs to know. And now I know and I can't tell them. And I have to tell my lovely poor grandmother, no. How wrong is that? It's it's grisly. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely it's definitely grizzle fest. And we actually had the unique experience, actually, as the show was airing, one of the major people in the network came up to me last spring and literally was like, who is Quinn Perkins? I need to know who Quinn Perkins is. And I said, well, you need to pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> Which worked Woo! really well. Yay! As it turns out. But honestly, like, even people in the network were, were screeching and yelling about this. And it was the big, I mean, I felt so much, first of all, I, I mean, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I hope I've done a good enough job as an actress playing <laughs> Quinn Perkins that people care. You know, like, I just hope that people are invested enough in her to come back and mm-hmm. find out who she is. Now I'm feeling a little bit better a- about it because I was, you know, asked hundreds of thousands of times this summer. <laughs> um, I was actually at a party where like a hundred people started chanting, who is Quinn? Who is oh Quinn? God. Swear. Like, 
And I didn't know, so it was fine. Couldn't tell anybody, but I laughed. Um, but now it's revealed. What's cool about it is that it's revealed in the first, I don't know, five minutes of the yeah. first episode. I yeah. mean, right out of the gate. It's before the title card. You're not going to have to wait a long time. You're not going to have to, like, you know, it, the who is Quinn Perkins completely comes out right out of the gate. And then you can only be satisfied for so long because in Scandalific World, all these other questions are now coming into play. And you realize the who, and Quinn, who is Quinn Perkins leads you to why and what and when and how. And it's this part of this much bigger conspiracy that I don't even know about still. I got to say, I mean, the... The beginning, which I love, which is that whole sequence Ugh. where, you know, you see just your feet in, then they're Getting talking into about my court appropriate court pumps, pumps, which yeah. are awesome. <laughs> and you have the whole press conference and everybody's running around and it's super awesome. And then the reveal is you're the Molotov mistress <gasps> and the entire story and that really funny tape of you screaming at your boyfriend, oh which is God. just... I'm going to... You freak into that. <laughs> when I was getting ready for that scene in the jail... And I was getting fit for a orange jumpsuit, which... Which, by the way, you looked lovely in. Thanks, Betsy. It was super comfortable, so I was excited about that. No Spanx on that outfit, which let me tell you something, everybody out there. I wear Spanx every day on this show, and it is so... We have huge jokes about it on set. It's insane. Um, I think a lot of the other women also wear them. You know, no names to be said. But um, the orange jumpsuit is just lovely and breezy, and you don't need to be wearing Spanx. But so that was Spanx free. Spanx free. Spanx free. I was wearing the orange jumpsuit, and I'm putting it on, and I'm thinking, holy crap, this is so awesome. I've never done this in my entire acting career. I've never had to play somebody in jail or somebody in trouble. I sort of, you know, and Guillermo Diaz is standing right next to me and he's like, oh, I've done that like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I'm sure Guillermo Diaz, an amazing long career, has played a lot of jail birds and bad guys and things like that. So I was really excited to have my hands in cuffs and get them taken off and be like, ow, yeah, man, these cuffs really hurt. I'm so badass right now. You know? And I'm in the makeup trailer like, no, guys, we can't be putting on a lot of makeup because I have to look like I've been in jail and I've been with all these, like, you know, hardcore chicks and whatever. God knows what would have really gone down in there. But I was going to say, <laughs> and we don't show that part. No, we don't show that part. And we also, I like to part. think that Quinn was isolated. I like to. Well, Quinn yes. Because was, you know, such an incredibly explosive case That's that right. you don't want to put Quinn in, a, well, let me just say, the general prison population. That's right. Because I also That's talk. no slight towards the general prison population. No slight. Any of the general prison <laughs> populations listening. Please, I hope I'm, the prison population is listening. <laughs> exactly. I just don't want, don't want any slights or misunderstandings. Yeah, Judy but, Smith told me that she would have been alone because she would have been a possible, um, people would have been looking into her as a terrorist because whenever there's any sort of public, uh, you know, uh, a building that's been blown up sure. by somebody, that, that it goes on to like a national terror level, whatever, so she and wouldn't have roomed with anybody. Um, just so you guys know, Judy Smith, you probably know this, but Judy Smith is um, this amazing crisis manager who comes from Washington, and she is one of the inspirations for Olivia Pope, and she's a consultant on the show, and she's absolutely wonderful and incredibly interesting, and she spends a lot of time with us playing out the what-if scenarios that Shonda and the brilliant writers come up with. So that's an interesting detail, and that's one of the kinds of things that actually gives the show what I like to say is verisimilitude, a big word with big lots word. of syllables, which just this. means it looks like it's real. Yes. I <laughs> called her um, for not only um, 
I called her about being in jail and stuff, but uh, Carrie and Judy Smith and I spoke um, at length about these court scenes and what Olivia Pope would have told Quinn Perkins as to what you should wear, what you have to look like, what your hair needs to look like to look like you're innocent. How are we going to get you off? This all, it's very important when you're a high-level public case to be perceived a certain way. Sure. And so... The, the choice, my hair half up, the blue and white striped shirt, you know, buttoned all the way up, little pearl earrings, you know, telling me to play innocent, looking, that's how you're going to get off. Judy Smith was a huge help. That's great. So that, that was the Bambi eyes. That was the Bambi eyes. I was I mean, you, putting you, them on. I was playing them strong. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, please, please don't kill me. Please don't let me out to hang. So you guys might want to do just another watch of this because I'm sure it's on your DVR just so you can see. Katie's, it's Quinn Perkins, amazing Bambi eyes, which she has anyway, but she really has them a Lincoln during those court scenes. She these big, I am pushing, uh, yes, oh. and they really, they really got some close-ups, they and I had no makeup on, and I'm like, all right, well, I made that choice, but you know you what? It was believable. You <laughs> looked absolutely Thanks, gorgeous. Betsy. See, it was, it worked out really, really well. Um, you know what? What do you think? I mean, looking back on that episode, what do you think is was your favorite scene to play? My favorite scene to play was definitely, um, I loved that scene with Columbus Short in the second half when he comes to me and he says, I think we're screwed here. I don't think there's anything to do. I'm sorry. You know, what we're going to do is we're going to appeal. We're going to come back, but you're not going to get off this case. And that sort of moment of acceptance and knowing that this is, and he touches my arm. And I think it just brings it around all full circle because the first episode of the first season, Harrison Wright is the dude who hires Quinn Perkins in that bar scene, and he's really her her friend and her go-to, and he has this ability to make her feel better. And so I really loved shooting that scene. I loved shooting the scene where I can finally ask Olivia Pope, why are you doing this, and get across (laughs) that table, and what do you know that I don't know? You knew my name wasn't Quinn Perkins, and um, that felt really good. And, um, God, I just felt, when I got that script, I just absolutely lost my mind. I sat in my house for, like, an entire day not moving, rereading it, rereading it out loud. I just, I think it's the best choice. I just think it's the best writing because it, you know, you play the whole, I played the whole first season not knowing that I was going to be the cliffhanger. And then when you find out who the cliffhanger is, you can look back on the first season and it all makes sense. Everything I was already playing. Thank you, Shonda Rhimes. Thank you, the amazing writers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it is really interesting after you watch the first episode that you can go back and you can clock all these different points. I mean, even to the point where we get to the end of that first episode. And look, there are a couple of different really great twists and shocks in terms of Unreal. the whole episode. You have, you know, discovering who you are. You have really revealed the entire dynamic, again, between the president and Melly, which is <laughs> just I mean, what one is that American's favorite that marriage? That is, it's just the most screwed up. It's so awesome, but it's a train wreck. You cannot you can, turn your eyes exactly. away from. Exactly, and you know what's interesting is I think they both sort of seem to have a point. And there's the whole dynamic in the office, and clearly Abby's got this Ooh. amazingly gigantic bone to pick, of which you know we'll be seeing more. David gets totally boned in this episode. Oh, like, he just like gets made to look like a, a fool. Yes, I mean, just that he should have won that case. That last scene and. It's so shocking, and then you get to the very end with Huck and Olivia, and you realize that they're behind. It is they're responsible for everything, everything. and now and it's, you have no idea why, and you don't know who you can trust, and you do not know who the good guys or the bad guys are. Which again brings us back to the writing of just 
everybody is flawed and everybody's a flawed hero and you don't know who to trust and it's all gray area. There's no right, there's no wrong. Like Melly and Fitz, I, I honestly flip-flop between them I do all too. the time. Like who who's the bad guy here? Who's the good guy? The, I mean, and it's great because it's totally – I know I've heard Shonda Rhimes and Betsy say this a lot, but it's totally human uh-huh. that there's no bad guy on this show and there's no good guy. Everybody flip-flops all the time and contradicts themselves, which makes them incredibly human and relatable. What's great is, I think, and I always can say this because, as we all know, I don't write. I just enable. Um, <laughs> I don't write either. I say, yes, That's why I love act, being a freaking actress which is because good. then I can write other people's better words than what I can think of or write myself. Well, and for me, I can always compliment like I can honestly openly say that I just think the show's great and I think the writing's great you know Mm -hmm. much as you do but one of the things I loved about the first season is the first season without pushing anybody's agenda just really lets you get to know the people sort of like nope we don't know you guys super well Mm -mm. but as characters each of you we all sort of got a sense as to why we liked you and why we became affectionate for you and moments with Harrison and Abby you know (sighs) You know, over a cliff, and like over a cliff. your entire so storyline, which is how the hell did I get here, yes. and what am I doing here? Quite, and I'm not totally sure, but I'm super loyal. Yes, that with all of you guys, we developed this sort of strange loyalty, and now, and especially with Olivia and Huck, and now you start the season, and you're okay taking the ride because all the groundwork was laid, so you don't feel like someone just hit you in the head with a shovel. You went, which, what the hell? Which they do, <laughs> and they are, and you just, you guys, you just wait. Because it gets so cray cray, cray cray, cray cray, like, all up in the show. It's insane. It's like I've cray-cray. never, you know. I oh, and also for like on set, we are a bunch of absolute <laughs> imbeciles. Like we, it's so crazy because we're shooting such a dramatic. Like it's a show that just has such high stakes. In the first season, we saw people die and get murdered, and so that's the level we're playing at here. We're playing where. No, it's not okay. Like, someone could get killed for something they do. And the stakes are very high, but in between every scene, we're idiots. Like, we are complete jokesters. They are. It's really, like, I I mean, we dance all day long. Right now we're working on a scandal dance um, where every couple days we add on another move. We haven't chosen the song it's going to go to yet. Thank God. But, um... It's pretty good, and all the moves get inspired. Like, we have this thing called the elevator, because our elevator at Olivia Newpope and Associates doesn't actually go down. So sometimes they tell us to just bend our knees really slowly, (laughs) like we're in a comedy, and we just slowly down. So that's one of our dance moves. That's nice. Um, We have, like, one wrist over another wrist for getting... um, Handcuffed? Handcuffed is another move. So we're working on that. And this is the kind of crap we're doing in between. And then literally we will be in the middle of doing that. And then they're like, action! And we're like <laughs> absolutely at each other's throats, trying to fix the scandal, trying to fix the case. You know, it's just hilarious. They also have this weird little winking they, they do with each other, um, which is not weird. It's, it's really lovely. We, 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 we do what's called eye hugs on set. It started really, really, really early in the morning, uh, late at night, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning or something. We're shooting, and we're so tired, and we're across the room, and we just send each other loving, slow blinks over our eyeballs from across the space to just give you a nice hug when I'm not next to you. We're ridiculous. I mean, we are just a bunch of idiots, but we couldn't be happier and enjoy each other's company. And for us, it's like this joy because like, we'll come to set and they will have spent their lunch voluntarily rehearsing, okay? I barely spend my lunch voluntarily eating lunch. (laughs) So this to me is just tremendous. Well, you do, because these scripts also, you guys, um, are very long. They're very dense. Are they like 10 pages longer than a normal? They're 3,000 pages long. They're the 
so long, and the amount of words on one page is absolutely insane. Absolutely, which brings us actually to another favorite topic, which is scandal pace. Mm -hmm. And one of the things which was amazing about Ms. Lowe's when she came into audition was that um, I, I talk very fast. I can talk very, very you fast. You talk really fast. And it's a thing, and most people sometimes can't understand me, including my poor husband, <laughs> who spends a lot of time saying, you know, I'm really glad you're living in your own special world where <laughs> dinosaurs rule the earth and you can talk like this, but honestly, if you could just stop for one second, I think second, she I talks as fast as I do. I think you're one of the one people. So, I think you really so Katie Lowe's walks in, and Shonda already sort of has this idea in her head, which is everybody talks at a breakneck speed because there is no time. There's, There's no, no time. time. There's no time for feelings for or your feelings emotions or on anything. it. We are racing against the exactly. clock. Exactly. And it's just kind of garbagey. So it's like you got to go. You like got to move. You got to like clear out all the crap and just keep going. So Katie Lowe's comes in and with literally within about two seconds, Shonda says, can you pick up the pace? And Katie is talking like <laughs> at light speed. Like I've never heard anything like it where it was coming out of her mouth so fast. And she finished, and we're just stunned. I mean, we're just sort of sitting there kind of like, oh, my God, this is like a dream come true. And she Woo. said, you have no idea. I never get to talk this fast. I talk really, really fast normally as a human being, and I never ever get to talk this fast. And you're actually letting me talk at my normal pace because nobody ever can understand anything I'm saying. She's but this so is actually, good. Which was exactly what you did, and you were so happy. I'm so relieved to have this job. It's not even funny. I can't even tell you. Like, I just really have spent my entire life with people telling me to slow down. No one can understand you. Stop speaking so fast. I'm born and raised in New York. My mother speaks at a fast clip, but I even speak faster than her. Listen and to, to have a job where Shonda Rhimes literally that first episode of the first season in that bar, she had a stopwatch, and she said, I think you did it 20 seconds faster the last take. I think you could do it faster today. Like, I just... Seriously, stopwatch. It's the most fun it's so fun as an actor. You just get to talk really fast and just get all your words out and your brain doesn't get in the way, which is usually a problem for me. <laughs> and um, it's just the best. It's just, it, it makes it so fun. And we're in, like, Monday mornings when we've had a weekend or something and we've been a little bit out of practice. You know, we'll come in and we'll do the first scene and everyone will be like, usually Columbus Short, will be like, Pagin, Dr. Dudis, Dr. Les Dudis. <laughs> and he'll say, we have got to speed it up and everyone's like warming up their lips and their tongue because it's a totally different I mean for me it's kind of how I talk but for everyone else you know they kind of have to speed it was it, up. it was interesting too because we do table reads of the scripts and um, so that everybody the writers can hear how the scripts sound and we do it on all of our shows and it's a pretty common practice in TV and it's a great luxury because the actors are very gracious and they it. give us their time and they show up and they they read their parts and it was really interesting coming back after the holiday because it was definitely slower. <laughs> and it was one of those things where at one point Sean and I looked at each other and we went, you know what? Wait till they get on the set. It's going to be fine. But it, it, it's a mindset. It's, a mindset. I mean, it's definitely a mindset. And we don't even notice it now. Like we're watching cuts or watching you guys. Go, we don't notice it anymore. But it is something as you, as you watch the show, the only times we slow down, and Shonda said this before, is with Olivia and Fitz and scenes usually with Fitz and Melly. Melly. Um, so now what do you, what's up next for Quinn now she's freed? What do it's you think? It's so insane. Um, what's up for Quinn is so she gets off in the first episode and shockingly to everybody in the office and clearly after that first episode Olivia knows what the hell is going on but no one else in the office really knows what's going on yep. or some people do in some small levels like Huck. Um, so the rest of the season, uh, or so far what I can tell you, because we're on episode six, and as I said before, I don't know anything um, <laughs> until Shonda gives us more info. Um, 
But thus far, this season is a lot about who is going to trust Quinn, who is going to believe her, and how is she going to prove herself. And is she going to be able to get more responsibility? Is she going to be able to win over certain, you know, associates at Olivia Pope and prove herself and have them believe her story, that she's not the Molotov mistress? or the ones who think she is. So it's a real struggle, a big conflict, and because this who is Quinn Perkins and how it all came out is a, part of a much bigger conspiracy, um, I, I think it, it causes a lot of conflict in the office in the personal relationships in there. Wow, that's cool. And. I also understand that we might be meeting a family member of yours. We might be meeting a family member of ours. Of course, when I had read the first episode, my first question to the writers were like, what about her family? Like, what about her <laughs> friends? Like, she's been gone for two years in jail. She's just disappeared. Like, what is happening? And I can tease and tell you that a little bit of that will be seen. And, um, and it's very, oof, it's heartbreaking, man. But I'm going to tell you it's one of my favorite um, couple of scenes since we started working. There's this one scene which is coming up this next episode because Quinn will be confronting her past mm -hmm. in a particular way mm -hmm. and it is one of the more, two of the more incredibly revealing scenes about who Quinn Perkins is mm -hmm. and where Quinn's, Quinn comes from and also just the process and most of us can't imagine this but what would it be like if you woke up one day you had no idea where you were with an entirely different identity. And everything that you ever knew before was gone. is gone. Um, and it's, it's a really, it's an incredibly interesting ongoing dilemma and fascinating and emotional to watch too, which is great. Oh, which is. is great. So it's a conflict. I think, I think we'll be, uh, we're going to be watching that next episode. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that one of the other things that we're going to be looking at is there's, there's a great case. Uh, as always, there's an amazing, I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but there's an amazing case that Olivia and her associates have to get to the bottom of, mm -hmm. uh, literally. <laughs> I'll just say that. Oh, my God. That is – when the, you guys realize what she's talking about, gross. The top and the Good. bottom of. Um, yes. And I think there's also – what's going to be really interesting to watch is the ongoing dilemma between David and Olivia. Um, I think I can say that David – as you can tell, is not going to go gently into this good night at all. And that a lot he's of He's been burned, he's, publicly humiliated. He's been publicly humiliated, mm -hmm. and David does not like to lose, and David believes that he's wearing the white hat. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're going to be, we're going to be watching. Mm -hmm. I think you're also going to be watching, as you alluded to, mm -hmm. the ongoing question in the office as to who Quinn is. Mm -hmm. Huck is starting a journey of his own, Oof. which is going to be riveting to watch mm -hmm. and um, incredibly emotional and a little bit funny. And a little bit funny. In places like as, as Huck tends to be. And the ongoing drama in the White House between the president and Melly um, oh my gosh. is going is to he? actually buck up to a new notch this episode, is yes, what I can definitely say. And yet another piece of the conspiracy will be revealed. So um, I think that probably uh, you guys have to tune in next week because it's going to be Because there's going to be some awesome. revealing things. It's super awesome. And once you get on the love train here, like why get off? It's like the music <laughs> we play from the 70s and 60s. Is, it's just like it's a love train. You it's know? a love train. Get on it's it. It's a soul Stay love on train. It. It's I just, agree with that. It's, it's, a good, it's a good ride. We promise that you're going to be amazingly surprised and the characters will continue to engage you and Olivia Pope will continue to surprise you. Yes. And I'm just going to remind you that we air uh, at 10 o'clock 
on Thursday nights after America's Grey's Anatomy, Ooh. also a show that we uh, really, really love. Um, it, this is, the episode is called uh, The Other Woman, and it will air October 4th, along with a brand new episode of Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. And also, let's Woo. just remember that if for any reason your TVs are on that week and they're just on and you, you really, really want another good show that we really like, October 2nd, 10 o'clock is Private Practice. Private Practice. There you go, which is apparently the new theme song that they're making private up here. Private Practice. There you go. Which we never had a theme song like that, so I'm sort of psyched. P -p 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 private um. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm good. We all can sing, too, which is both wonderful and irritating. Oh, too, yeah. Which is great. Yes. Um, so this is Betsy Beers. I'm an executive producer of Scandal with the lovely Katie Lowe's, who uh, plays Quinn the Perkins. amazing Quinn Perkins on our show. And thank you, guys. And we are bidding you a fond farewell and hoping you'll be tuning in next week. And thank you so much for watching the show and telling everyone you know about it. There you <laughs> go. This is Scandal Revealed signing off. Bye-bye. Bye.